The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. You've seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of sweaty balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready, ready to go. go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Well, as promised, we're back. Two Hello. for two. There you go. We actually managed two. Amazing. <laughs> 2020's looking up already, right? Woo-hoo. Awesome. So, yeah, we're back with our podcasts. Um, and you know what? We are just chatting now. Like, we decided we've done the podcast in a certain way for a while. And now we're just into 2020, I think, is more like relaxed decade. We're going to try new things. But um, some of the things we've talked about, Vic and I, doing is... If you guys have questions, we still want to talk about dog training because you do that better than anybody. So you can still email us to positively.com slash podcasts and ask a question about training. And instead of going through a two-minute, like, try this, try this, we may do a 10 or 15-minute real intensive training on one topic and talk about the reasons why. Because I think we talk about how to correct a behavior but sometimes we don't get a chance to talk about why the behavior's happening, right? So it's like if you're sick and you go to the doctor and you're like, oh my God, I've got the worst sore throat. All right, here's a lozenge and here's, you know, antibiotics, but they don't tell you why. Like, was it strep? Was it whatever? Let's figure out what it was so we can target it. So mm-hmm. I think that might be a cool Yeah, idea. I'd love people to still write in and then we can make it the topic of the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's... My mother always, because I've written for Dogs Dogs Today magazine is a great magazine in the UK, and I've written for them, gosh, for years and years and years. And my mother keeps on saying, how do you find topics? You've written, Mm. so I think I'm on my 135th column for them. How do you, what do you find to write about? And I'm like, there's so much to write about. And I'm still only scratching the surface of this yeah. of this subject. Well, the in the US alone I know that it's expected in the next 10 years or 20 I think by 2030 they said it's going to be like a 90 something billion dollar industry. It's like 60 70 billion dollars a year on pets. So dogs, cats, fish, you know, hands and it's just it's incredible. So there's so mm-hmm. many People love animals, and I love that because it shows that we are compassionate, caring human beings, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. And so much so that I want to talk about something that a lot of people may not know about, talking about being compassionate and caring, is last year was a big year for you and that you did something you've never done before. You went to South Korea. I did. And why? I went to South Korea with the Humane Society International and... I went to assist on a dog meat farm closure. That's amazing. First of all, how did that come about? The fact that they closed a dog meat farm, because why would they do that? Well, the dog meat industry is a dying industry in South Korea. And it is, you know, people certainly here in the West protest against the dog meat industry it's a very very cruel industry it mm-hmm. almost goes beyond culture because that's another as an argument you know why are you messing with these mm-hmm. with asian culture like this but people in south korea are also demonstrating against it as well 
Only uh, the latest figures, I think about 20% of people are eating dog meat still, and they tend to be the older generations and people mm-hmm. in rural areas. The younger generations do not want to eat dog meat. And, but there is a respect thing there. So if you are in a, uh, go to a family's home, or if you are in a company and your boss or in the home, your elder is eating dog meat and serving dog meat, you have to eat it, right? That is a respect thing. Mm. But there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't. First of all, the industry has a huge criminal element, as I found out. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, dog meat can be very dangerous to eat because there are various diseases, including rabies, mm. That you have to, that are not, uh, you have, you have to cook the meat very, very, very thoroughly in order to be able to stop transmitting these kind of diseases. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually unsafe for people to eat. Um, but the Humane Society International have been working. Can I, can I ask you yes. a question? But also too, isn't it also the way they would process it? Like there's ways like in some slaughterhouses, it's humane, it's, you know, but they would these dogs would suffer and they would keep yes. them in tiny cages. so well, it, a lot of it was about that as well yeah a it? lot around the festivals you know you've got yulin dog meat festival mm. and other festivals in china that there uh, it happens especially sort of in the summertime whereby these are festivals so they believe that if they if the dog dies in fear the meat is more tender oh, so therefore the dogs are beaten to death or they're skinned alive, mm. and I mean, um, but the slaughterhouses, even in South Korea, um, are yes. I mean, the, the process of of slaughtering dogs is uh, horrific, and also horrific, unsafe. and horrific, unsafe. The whole thing. So, okay. Humane Society International has worked a lot in Asian countries to be able to raise awareness and spread the message, and they work a lot with the people who live there. So it's not just Western countries coming in and saying, you have to do this because Mm -hmm. this is cruel. It is the people who live there that are Mm -hmm. saying, we don't want this anymore. Now, what's happening is that you would have thought that they would be going to the farmers to say, you need to close your farm. But what's happening is the farms are coming to them. Mm. Because farmers are losing money. Yeah, no one's buying their meat. Because no one's buying. Mm -hmm. And so what HSI do is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. They will raise funds to go in and close the dog meat farm down because it takes a lot of money to do it. Right. And then they set the farm up in a plant-based agricultural industry. It's brilliant. Absolutely it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Because you've got a family. He's The farmer's still got to feed his or her family, right? And they still have a market to feed. They still have a market to feed. So you, you switch them to a plant-based industry which may be healthier for people anyway exactly so um it 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 truly is an incredible program why they need so much money is because a you have to have fly the people over there as Mm -hmm. well as use the people actually in the country in in korea itself um you have to fly the dogs out of there because there's not a lot of rescue shelters Mm -hmm. in there in south korea unfortunately so the dogs will get flown to america to canada and to the uk and so that costs a lot of money. Um, 
Plus, as I said, the boots on the ground. You will have people coming in from different countries to come in and help. It's it's not an easy thing to do. The farm has the to farm. be dismantled. That you know, it's because the farms truly are raised to the ground. Mm -hmm. The bulldozers go in afterwards. Boom, done. There's disease and all kinds. It of is. Stuff there. So it is. You can talk about the dog meat trade, but until you've actually gone there and you've seen it, you you don't. You might have a little idea, and it is horrific. But you kind of don't understand until you actually go there, and that's why I wanted to go there. And so they, they've been inviting me for years to go, um, myself and Mark Abraham, who is a vet in the UK. And he's also on my It's Me or the Dog, um, some of my television shows. And we went over there as mm -hmm. guests and um, helped out. So we were there for a week. So what did you, what what did you first of all what did you see and then what did you have to do? What what I saw was pretty much like I see here in puppy mills, mm -hmm. but very 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 bad. Like like worse than puppy mills so here. It's all very kinds bad. Of ages of dogs and they and they like many in cages. Well, or they... it's all they're all they're some are on chains, um, but they're all in rabbit hutches cages wired on the floor the poop has built up underneath because they poop where they live where they eat where they sleep and you know the farmers don't clean it up so the poop is moldy there's maggots Oof. in it there are rats everywhere oh, Lord. everywhere disease um and there are also banana spiders and if you don't know oh. what a banana spider is then look it up, look it up. so it's... you oh, have to Lord. like fight through the webs and try and avoid all the banana spiders because they're not poisonous, but they will bite you. Oh, um, God. And uh, so Google it right now. They're big yellow. And they're and, they're, and when I'm telling you they're I'm everywhere, now too. I am not, I, I am, I'm not being dramatic because they're truly everywhere, Holly. They are everywhere. Mm. You go out into the countryside in South Korea because all of these meat farms are in the countryside. Oh, Lord. They kind of look like corn, too. Uh, they are... The webs are everywhere in the, yeah. in the trees. They're very intricate They're webs, too. Amazing, beautiful. I became obsessed with these spiders, right? But they're... They're not walking through them to get to not dogs. Not walking through them. Can you imagine being So a in the morning when you go, because we were there on the on site for four days, you, you, you send somebody in first yeah, to rip can... down all the webs yeah. and get rid of the spiders before you go through. I'm telling you, just... Then there are the dogs themselves. All kinds. There were Boston Terriers, Golden Retrievers. Wow. There are the Jindo Dogs. The Jindo Dogs mm -hmm. are the sort of true meat dogs, as mm -hmm. it were. The kind of the pot cake dogs. Um, there are the Japanese Tozers, which are the fighting dogs. They, are, You have some Tozers here in the United States. They're banned in the UK. And um, there, what else did we have? Chows. We had uh, Terrier-like dogs. Um, Labradors. Everything, everything. Mm -hmm. Little dogs, I learned, especially are ground up the soup. Okay, so I mean, it when so what the industry has said, the industry has said that it's okay to eat the Jindo dogs and the Japanese Tozers because they don't have emotion, they don't have thoughts, they don't have feelings. The other dogs... Look at the dose is a beautiful dog. So, yeah, they're I'm amazing. I'm sorry, I, when you were talking, I looked it up. I wanted to see what it looked like. It looks like... Um, yeah. 
It kind of looks like uh, what are the big dogs here with the big heads? Well, they're mastiff type mastiff. dogs. Yeah, they are yeah. very they're, they're large and very beautiful. And sorry, I didn't mean um, to no. but I just looked it up. I was like, oh my god, they're so cute. Well, those are the ones that the industry says that they don't. Have. It's fine to eat them. It's fine to eat them. They're different mm-hmm. from your family dog. Mm-hmm. But what the, if, well, a which is wrong is just false. It's a lie. But also, what they don't say is well, then why are you uh, why are you slaughtering golden retrievers mm-hmm. and um, and chihuahuas and right. labradors and uh you know so anyway the industry but the industry is also cr- criminal because what i also found out was that most farms are three in one they are they have dogs for dog meat mm-hmm. they have puppies that they like to breed to sell especially for them from the little dogs and they have dog dogs for dog fighting, fighting. Mm-hmm. so the japanese toes are for dog fighting right so it is a criminal trade it is a very bad trade, but what I also learned one morning when we arrived there, we we uh, and it's all outdoors, but they were in this sort of under this canvas tent. We walked in to find a shoebox, and in the shoebox were two kittens. Somebody Aww. had dropped off two kittens, tiny, tiny, two weeks old. Oh my gosh. So I spend the day nursing the kittens, looking after the kittens, trying. We didn't have any kitten milk, so we're having to get wet dog food, literally, because these mm. kittens are absolutely, you know, they're dehydrated. So we're having to um, put that with water and try to feed that to the kittens, which they, I mean, we saved their lives, basically. Mm-hmm. So... At least somebody cared enough to put the kittens where they might get rescued But and I saved. was like, why do they do that? Why mm. do they, they like, I was told that, people who don't want their animals anymore will drop them off at the dog meat farms because there's no rescue. Mm-hmm. So either they abandon them because they think at least these farmers are dog people. The farmer was with us. Mm-hmm. The farmer was with us. He was there helping. Um, he makes this huge, and he's better than a lot of farmers because at least most of his dogs have food and water. But he may have this huge vat where he had a delivery of chicken heads, which the rats went crazy over. And um, he makes this big gruel that, and this huge steaming vat of just nastiness. Um, <laughs> but at least he feeds his dogs. Yeah. So his dogs were actually pretty. I mean, some had wounds, some had bad teeth, some were just, especially the long-coated dogs, matted. Yeah. Out, I mean, horrible. But others looked, you know, they, the dogs looked as they well taken care of as they could. Yeah, they weren't starving. Anyway, so all the dogs are rescued. Some were taken to Canada, some to the U.S., and um, some to the U.K. That's amazing. Yeah. How many? Do they know how many dog farms are there? Thousands. Wow. Thousands. But what just happened a couple of months ago was that um, the slaughterhouses around Seoul have closed. All of them. All of them. Good. Yep. All right. I mean, so it's huge. You know what? It's it's like hand-to-hand combat, right? It's one battle at a time. But you know, social media, mm-hmm. the, the young Powerful. people coming on social media saying this isn't right. Now, we went when we were there, we had an evening um, at the British Embassy with the British Ambassador, and we had um, a member of the National Assembly from Korea coming there because now the government are actually stepping up. So, Good. So, and... We had a couple of uh, famous dog trainer was there who came uh, to help out, um, but just to be seen there. And we had there was a famous comedian, a Korean comedian who came. So even though they didn't do anything, it's they okay, came. If they generated publicity, they to came. Support the fact that they're closing these. All more power to. And the whole load mm-hmm. of cameras came, and we're like, yes. 
That's great. My experience of closing down a dog meat farm. I have to say, I am so impressed with the Humane Society mm -hmm. International. I cannot tell you. They are incredible. Incredible. Just Google them. Donate to them, please. Because they do know. amazing work. See, and it's good to know because, you know, oftentimes you don't know where your money's going or whether it's really going to help because you see some, you hear all these terrible things about the charities and 70% goes to the people running it and very little gets to But this is, you, you have proof positive that they're I, I using have, that. I have. In the UK, was, um, this was organized by Wendy Higgins and by um, the uh, HSI in Korea. Um, and so it was a lot of people coming together. Uh, it, it was the most incredible experience. That is amazing. See, yeah. as we talked about in the last po podcast, kindness is powerful. This is the kindness to animals, and it's powerful. That's amazing. It truly is. Holy yes, smokes. it is. And so I'm following some of the dogs now. There's one in Canada who uh, Mark treated the dog's leg while we were there. It was very badly infected and very swollen. Oh, my God, this dog is beautiful now. Aww. Yeah, she's in a lovely home in Canada with a lovely volunteer who was actually there mm -hmm. and um, adopted her while she was there. So... Isn't that amazing? I love it. I wish I could do more things like this. My problem is, I remember, I, I've tried to volunteer at shelters. I have, I'm an empath, I guess what they call an over-empath mm -hmm. or whatever. I, like, I, I have a hard time. Like, I want to take them all home. And I, I have separation anxiety. Like, this is, I would bond with them all and, it's, you know. Look, it's tough, but what where you help is by putting on social media and raising awareness and doing podcasts like this. I can and do doing that. all the work right. that you're doing to raise awareness. And, and that is, that is vital. Right. It, it, it is tough going to these places. Um, and, and what was hard about it was that I knew that the dogs on the dog meat farm that we were working on were all going to be saved. Yeah. So it made you feel a little better about. But then we went to a farm where negotiations were just starting with an older farmer mm -hmm. and who had more dogs in horrific conditions. Mm. And those dogs, because it takes a long time to set one of these up, those dogs will not make it. See, and that's where I would lose my mind. Like, I just couldn't, I would probably be over there in an insane asylum trying to take all those dogs out. I'll tell you, I once went down in um, Barcelona. We got two puppies out, by the way. Oh, you did? We did. We oh, did. We're like, okay, if we're going to do this, you're going to give us those dogs right now. Mm, so two puppies were saved, but the other was... I remember years ago when I was uh, really, when I was young, I went to Barcelona, you know, Las Rambas, which is that street, and they would sell birds and things and bunnies, and I was like, oh, cute, and they're like, no, they're for food, so me, as a stupid young tourist, bought like a whole cage of rabbits, <laughs> because I didn't want them to get eaten, and apparently uh, they eat rabbits, Yeah, right? like, yeah, you know, yeah. and they were so cute, and I thought, oh my God, and then like, a couple of my friends who I was traveling, were like, what are you going to do with them now? I'm like, I don't really know. And we were staying at this, like, um, it was sort of like at the time, like a bed and breakfast, sort of a woman who had a thing. And I said to her, I bought these rabbits, I don't do. And she was very sweet. And she goes, don't worry, no worries. And she had like a little garden area. She goes, put them in the garden and I will feed them and take care of them. Now, whether she, yeah, she <laughs> that is. was on the menu like next week, I don't know. But I like to think that that was taken care of. So mm -hmm. that's why I couldn't. But that's amazing to, to see and do that. You posted a lot of that on your Instagram um, yes. Two. What's your Instagram handle for those who don't know? It's just um, at at Victoria Stillwell. Okay, good. Because yeah. I saw you with some of the dogs and saw some. You put up some of the conditions so that people who are trying to visualize it can actually see. Because as you're talking about it, I was looking back through my mind and seeing the the pictures that you posted. Yeah, and you'll see more video I did on my Facebook as well. So if you just go back uh, facebook.com forward slash Victoria Stillwell, um, you can go back through the videos and you'll see some of the videos that I did live from from the farm. So you get a better idea. 
Very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so going back to originally where we started with how we're going to do things, maybe a little differently, um, also wanted to let people know if they if there's people that you want to hear from for us to have join us, like interviews or, you know, and, you know, let us know, like, hey, this person would be cool because you know a lot of the people in the dog world that we could, or animal, I should say, world, um, that we might be able to get on the phone and get mm -hmm. on to a podcast where people want to hear from, like, hey, you know, this person or that person or, you know, it could be anybody. And to be honest with you, I don't do dog world. I do journalism and all kinds of stuff, food and all that stuff. But if there's anything else, if I can help get somebody like who's your dream podcast guest for Vic and Holly, let us know. We'll try and get them on because it would be fun because we're just wide open. We're winging it. 2020 is the year of winging it. Yeah, we like we uh, I truly we want to we want to hear from you. So yes, if you want to hear from a uh, some kind of guest, then let us know. Um, we have a, a lot in our in mind, and um, hopefully we'll get them on here. But also, yes, if you do have a subject, a topic you'd like us to talk about, then send us yeah. send us your ideas, and then we will talk about it here. I posted on my Instagram. I think my Instagram is just H for fur. It's F F is in Frank. Did you see the picture I posted? E R. Um, yeah. But I have the picture of Vic and I on New Year's, and that's how I plan on living 2020, just like that, in amazement, wonderment, winging it, fun. Like, that's just said it all. I was like, there's my 2020. So that's our podcast. Did I see what picture you put up? Yeah, no, which is the picture of oh, the yeah. exact that picture. See, I was like, I just did. told Holly Furfer we're doing more podcasts. And that was <laughs> it. So thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Awesome. Um, I hope that you listen to this when you're driving in the car to and from work, when you're walking your dog. But um, we are really pleased to be able to be speaking in your ear today, and we will be back very soon. Can't wait. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell, or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.